0: Hi, thanks for downloading the next chapter of The Butcher. I just wanted to let you know that if you want to buy the full audiobook at a discounted price, you can head over to nathanburrows.com forward slash audio. Alternatively, you can buy a full price copy at any audiobook store. The Butcher is also available on Kindle Unlimited, ebook, and print format, all via Amazon. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy the story. Chapter 5 the boardroom of Ketz of Norwich was on the top floor of a tower block called Partridge Towers, right in the middle of Norwich. The latest addition to the management team of Ketz of Norwich, Andrew Robertson, was setting out a large oval table in preparation for the board meeting later the same day. He wasn't technically a member of the management team, he was an intern. But as far as his mum was concerned, Andy was about to take over the company. Partridge Towers is a new building next to the bus station. Some of the city's residents loved its brown brick walls, angular construction and huge windows. Most of them hated it, and the statue of Alan Partridge outside the front door was vandalised almost weekly. The boardroom sat on the top floor in the corner of the building, with two full walls that were floor-to-ceiling glass. Even if people hated the building, anyone who'd been up to the boardroom couldn't help but admire the view. Andy put glasses by each of the embroidered placemats on the table, turning them upside down as he placed them carefully on the table. If one got chipped, it would come out of his wages, and Ketz of Norwich didn't pay their interns much at all. As he placed a glass at the head of the table, where the chief executive officer would be sitting, Andy entertained a daydream in which he rubbed his testicles around the rim of the CEO's glass before putting it on the table. If the boardroom didn't have a glass wall that looked out onto the main office of the company, it might not have remained a daydream. Andy hated the CEO with a vengeance. Most of the company hated the CEO with a vengeance, so Andy wasn't on his own there. For a second, he wondered if anybody would do anything if he did drop his trousers and taint the glass with some man-sweat. It might turn him into a company legend and persuade Karen in accounts to give him a second look and say something other than thanks when he delivered her post. He looked at her through the glass wall, sitting at her desk only a few feet away from him. Outrageously beautiful, well aware of it, and her head buried up her own arse. She didn't even notice him, as usual, and might as well have been sitting in a different building. Glasses distributed, a brief fantasy about in accounts, and what they might do on the office photocopier abandoned, Andy turned his attention to the computer in the corner of the room. He wiggled the mouse to get rid of the screensaver, a rotating graphic that spun of Kets of Norwich logo, and entered his password. His monitor was mirrored on the huge television mounted on the wall of the boardroom. Andy took a seat at what would be his position when the board meeting was on, sitting in the corner and pressing the mouse button every time someone said, Slide, please." He looked at his emails but it didn't take long as he hadn't received any and was looking for the main presentation when a small box popped up in the corner of the screen. If he'd been at his own computer, the message would have been accompanied by a ding, but in the boardroom, the speakers were turned off. It was from Martin, his only friend in the company and the only other intern. Fancy a beer tonight, mate? The message with Martin the intern in the status bar read. All the company messenger accounts had first names and departments across the top. Apparently, the CEO had read somewhere that it's what Google did. No last names, only first names and departments. The word in the canteen was that the CEO was Charles the Big Cheese. But as no one Andy mixed with had ever been messaged by the big man himself, it stayed a rumour. Sure, meet in the murderers, Andy typed before setting his message status to Do Not Disturb. He found the presentation and brought up the first slide just as the door of the boardroom opened and the first of the attendees filed in and took their seats, ignoring Andy as they did. Twenty minutes later and ten minutes after the time the meeting was due to begin, the CEO lumbered into the room and took his seat. Right then, thanks for all coming, Charles the Big Cheese said, looking around the room through his roomy eyes once he had settled his oversized frame into the chair. The room had filled up with people in suits. There were only two women amongst them, one painfully thin and the other at the opposite end of the eating spectrum. Let's get going, shall we? Rob, over to you, the CEO barked. A thin man got to his feet, his suit hanging from him. Andy looked at the man who stood up, noticing not for the first time the thin sheen of sweat on his oversized forehead. Rob from marketing. Might as well have been Rob from Belson, Andy thought. Technically, he was Andy's boss, but this was a tenuous connection at best. Thank you, Charles, Rob said in his trademark high-pitched voice. Adam, slide please. Adam decided to ignore him. Adam, slide please. It's Andy, Rob, Andy replied, emphasising the word Rob as he pressed the first slide. A graph appeared on both Andy's screen and the main screen in the boardroom showing a graph with a whole load of lines. "'My name's Andy, you cock,' Andy muttered under his breath as he looked up at the screen on the wall. The only thing that Andy understood about the graph was that the lines were all going in one direction, downwards. He listened as Rob explained the financial forecast, slide after slide, each was the same as the one before. Andy was only an intern, but even he understood one thing. Ketz of Norwich... Was in deep shit. When Robert finished going through the slide, an uncomfortable silence permeated the room. Andy had to stop himself laughing as Rob half sat down, then got back to his feet. When the CEO gave him a look that anyone from Norfolk would describe as proper Mardy. Right, the CEO said, breaking the silence, "That's not what I was hoping for." It was stifling inside the boardroom. But Andy didn't think that was why the CEO's face was so florid. If Charles went down clutching his chest, the one thing Andy knew was that he would be at the back of the queue for mouth to mouth. There probably wouldn't be much of a queue, though. Please tell me you have a plan, the big cheese asked, patting at his forehead with a red handkerchief that matched his face. Next slide, please, Adam, Rob said. Andy stabbed at the mouse with his index finger so hard he felt his fingernails split under the pressure. He looked up at the screen on the wall to see a new slide with the title Localised Marketing on it. So, Rob said, this is our latest marketing initiative. He paused and looked around the room. One or two of the attendees nodded at him, which Andy figured gave Rob the courage to continue. Our USP, our unique selling point, is that we are proper local. Even the name only means anything to locals. Andy had been born and bred in Norwich, and had a vague memory of learning at school something about a bloke called Ket being hung at Norwich Castle about a million years ago for stealing a loaf of bread or something. So, we build that into our product range, Rob explained. We launch a new range, using only the best local produce, nothing from Europe. Just as well, Andy thought. Anything from over the channel would be three times the price anyway, thanks to the import duty that Brussels had imposed in the last few years. With Andy's help, Rob limped through the next few slides, all with graphs showing dotted upward arrows. Minimal road miles, maximum profit margins, nothing foreign, nothing from outside Norfolk, Rob continued. He paused, and Andy realised that was the grand finale of Rob's pitch. It was. Andy thought, just as well Rob wasn't in sales. All the heads in the room turned towards Charles and waited for his decision. Yes, Charles said a few seconds later. He thumped a chubby hand on the table and the glasses that Andy had laid out earlier all trembled. Yes, I like it. Rob's expression changed into a half-smile, half-grimace. And Andy thought for a horrible few seconds that he had just seen what his boss's cum face looked like. So... ''Where do we go from here?'' Charles Bart? ''We need a name for this. Let's brainstorm it.'' Andy could tell from the way several of the meeting's attendees' shoulders drooped that this wasn't the first time they'd been put through this. Rob walked across the whiteboard and grabbed the marker pen, taking the lid off with exaggerated enthusiasm. He looked around the room, avoiding Andy's eyes, and Andy watched as Rob waited for the magic to begin. ''Focus on local?'' "'the thin woman on the other side of the room offered. "'Rob wrote it on the whiteboard in careful lettering "'with a question mark after it. "'Locally focused?' "'The morbidly obese woman on the opposite side of the table countered. "'Rob recorded the offering as the two women looked at each other "'with hostile stares. "'Locally loved?' "'This was from a man at the end of the table "'who Andy thought worked somewhere in marketing alongside Rob. "'Loving it, local?' Charles chipped in. The entire room nodded in agreement as one. Come on, keep going, the CEO said. Don't just agree with the first thing I say. Loving the locals? Living it locally? Local living? Rob was struggling to write them on the whiteboard as suggestions came thick and fast. Andy watched him as his boss broke into a proper sweat from scribbling on the whiteboard. Pride of Anglia, Andy muttered under his breath. Lovely locally? "'Local living? Stop!' Charles slammed his hand back down on the table. The vibration shook the table so much that several of the board members reached for their glasses to steady them. "'Bride? Pride of Anglia? Who said that?' There was silence around the room as the group looked at each other. Andy gave them a few seconds before slowly raising his hand. "'It was me, sir,' Andy said, almost in a whisper. The CEO looked at him. His forehead creased. "'Who the fuck are you?' He's one of my team, Charles, Rob said, cutting off Andy, who had just opened his mouth. That's Adam, one of my youngsters who I'm teaching. He's doing well, with my help and experience. Andy was speechless, but only for a few seconds. I'm Andy, sir, he said, looking at Charles. I'm an intern. Andy shot a sideways glance at Rob as Charles glared at them both. Right, I've decided, Charles said. I want that. Pride of Anglia. Perfect. Fucking brilliant. He looked around the room, eventually settling on Rob. Why could none of you lot have come up with that? What's your name again? Charles looked at Andy. Aaron, was it? Andy, sir. My name's Andy. You, marketing bloke, Charles pointed a chubby index finger at Rob. Hi, Aaron. I want him on the team. The CEO started scribbling in his notebook, and Andy ignored the dark look that he knew Rob was shooting across the table at him. There was a silence in the room as everyone waited for Charles to finish his notes. Under the table, Andy felt a foot nudge against his leg. He looked at his neighbour, a man in a suit who had the expression of someone who had seen it all before. And his neighbour, a grin fixed on his face, nodded towards the screen in front of Andy. On the screen, an instant message had popped up. According to the status bar, it was from Karen in Accounts. Andy, OMFG. "'Last night was something else. "'I can hardly walk.' "'Andy swallowed as he read the rest of the instant message. "'I'm never going to be able to look at Charles's desk again. "'Not after that. "'Hope it's not too sticky.' "'A winking, smiley face completed the message. "'Andy gulped, his mouth like sandpaper. "'He looked up at the main screen in the boardroom, "'where sure enough, the message was repeated "'in glorious technicolour. "'The only person in the room not staring at it "'was Charles, who was still scribbling.' And he closed the message down as quickly as he could before looking around the room. He was met with a mixture of expressions, horror from the thin woman, outraged surprise from the morbidly obese woman, shock from Rob, and undisguised admiration from pretty much everyone else. He looked over his shoulder through the glass wall and caught his fellow intern Martin grinning at him from the desk where Karen and accounts normally sat. Bastard. Hi again. Nathan Burrows here. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder, if you're interested in buying the full audiobook, head to nathanburrows.com forward slash audio or any audiobook store.